This is Daily Devotions Best Of with Pastor Tim Dodson from JF Believers Church. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting jfbelievers.com. Matthew chapter 25, verse 31 says, But when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. Now please notice that this verse begins with the word when. Not if, but when. When the Son of Man comes. The fact that this appearance is accompanied by all the holy angels, and he will then sit on the throne of his glory, means that this is speaking of his second coming at the end of the tribulation. Going on in verse 32, it says, Before him all the nations will be gathered, and he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Now all the nations herein speaks of all of mankind, especially the Gentile people groups. At this point, Christ will separate the two, the sheep from the goats. Now we know the sheep are those who actually have a shepherd. And Jesus says in John 10, 14, I am the good shepherd, I know my own, and I am known by my own. Interestingly enough, sheep and goats are both considered clean animals by the Jewish nation. Thus, we can gather from this passage, as well as the context of the whole chapter, if not scripture as a whole, that he is addressing the sum of all those who believe themselves to actually be clean. But Ezekiel 34, 17 warns us of such a separation, saying, As for you, O my flock, the Lord Yahweh says, Behold, I judge between the sheep and the goats, the rams and the male goats. From the beginning, we all have lived side by side. The day is soon coming when there will indeed be a separation. This is a separation that he has called us to a long time ago. We find it throughout scripture. Romans 16, 17 says, Now I beg you, brothers, look out for those who are causing divisions and occasions of stumbling, contrary to the doctrine which you learned, and turn away from them. 2 Thessalonians 3, 6 says, Now we command you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother who walks in rebellion and not after the tradition which you have received from us. And even in 2 Thessalonians 3, 14, If any man doesn't obey our word in this letter, note that man, that you have no company with him, to the end that he may be ashamed. Verse 34 says, Then the king will tell those on his right hand, Come, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. The sheep herein are summarily ushered into the inheritance of his kingdom. 
into that which has been waiting for us from the beginning of time. We must again note that these are not his sheep because they serve him. They serve him because they are his sheep. We must understand that the reality of just who or what we are will be manifest by our lives and by our very living. It will not be a matter of confession alone, but by that of action. Scripture says, show me your faith without works and I will show you my faith by my works. James 2.18 Our heart for our Redeemer is unmistakably shown in our love and the actions because of that love, even those horizontal actions towards our Lord's other sheep. Verse 37 says, Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we see you as a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? Now some folks will never seem to understand this truth of love manifested. These folks will regularly raise their hands to God in worship and pray diligently and read their Bibles faithfully. But what about the lost souls that inhabit the world that is around them? What about the needs of the struggling believers that are right there at their sides? So many believers portray outward religious appearances while being so aloof to those around them, even so far as to being very unlike or unchristlike in their actions with them. At the root of this issue is a very fundamental misunderstanding of Christianity and the life that our Savior desires from us. Hosea 6.6 reminds us of this, saying, For I desire mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. Verse 40 of our text says, Then the king will answer them, Most certainly I tell you, because you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. 1 Peter 4, 8 says, And above all things, be earnest in your love among yourselves, for love covers a multitude of sins. And 1 Corinthians 13, 1 and 2 says, If I speak with the languages of men and of angels but don't have love, I, I become sounding brass or just a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and I know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith, so as to even be able to remove mountains, but if I don't have love, I am nothing. What a profound truth that is so very, very crucial for us to grasp today. Why is it so hard for men to understand that the change that our Lord is seeking, the change that is a surety upon true rebirth, the change that is more than skin deep is in fact love in action. Verse 41 says, Then he'll say also to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire which is prepared for the devil and his angels. So despite the erroneous belief that they are righteously of the flock, if you will, these goats will be separated into 
the everlasting fire. Again, these are not goats because they fail to manifest their love for Jesus. No, rather they do not manifest their love because they're goats. There is a change that is an absolute occurrence in the lives of those born again. There is a radical change in the heart and the minds that is translated into a radical change in the way we live our lives. We are clearly being told that God is indeed looking for that change. Verse 42, he says, For I was hungry and you didn't give me food to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you didn't take me in naked and you didn't clothe me. Sick and in prison and you didn't visit. And then they will answer saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and we didn't help you? Then he'll answer them saying, most certainly I tell you, because you didn't do it to one of the least of these, you didn't do it to me. These will go away into the eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. One of the greatest failures of the believing church today is the failure to teach this very profound truth. Rebirth has been sadly relegated to a sinner's prayer and a moderate church attendance, and we call it Christianity. What can it be, this seemingly purposeful denial of such a scriptural teaching? What can it be other than our own flesh which struggles against the reality of his call upon our redeemed lives? What can it be other than the fact that we simply love ourselves more than Jesus? We love ourselves more than we love his other sheep. Please note that this passage again, is not teaching salvation by works. We know the uniform testimony of the Bible is that salvation is by faith and not by works. But the Bible is just as emphatic in teaching that true faith produces good works. Therefore, if there are no good works, it is a serious indication that that person has never been born again. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim and JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.